Hello, everybody. Once again, I'm Jim Noble, and it's time for the Jay McCauley Show. It's the Blizzard edition right now. As you can see, we're both uh, got a bunker down. Of course, everybody got through the weekend okay and ready to roll uh, all forces forward. So, Jay, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We were able to get home safely uh, after Western Carolina, and uh, I know the guys had a good day uh, sleeping in and seeing some snow on the ground. Well, man, five games in 11 days. You know, you guys have gone through injuries, COVID calls, you know, tight games, you know, everything, snowstorms, everything's been thrown at you guys over the last couple of weeks. You know, you've come through on the other end. Right now, at 11 and 7 overall, 3 and 3 in the conference, how do you feel about things at this stage of the season? feel good. I feel good. Obviously, uh, that's life. You know, things coming at you in different ways, different times, and that's how you deal with them in the moment and how you respond to some tough times, some adversity. And that's not coach speak or cliche speak. It's it's the truth. And uh, this league will will kind of test you in those areas, won't it, Jim? It's, it's, a, it's an every night there's a new curveball that comes an opponent's way or your way, and you got to quickly figure out how best to get your – team narrowly focused on what's important and I think our guys have done a pretty good job of that in the last week or so we've kind of recaptured that spirit of who we've got to be night in and night out and who we're doing it for and block out all those other outside distractions and noises and uh, that can be difficult for 18 to 22 year olds as they navigate this thing and uh, really proud of the last couple games that we've done. Well, it's been a while since we've done one of these, so we'll take a look back over the last couple of weeks and kind of go through that journey that you mentioned and then look ahead because, man, business picks up, especially at home this week with the Citadel and Furman coming to town. So we'll get into it right after this. You're watching the Jay McCauley Show, brought to you by R.J. Rockers. And welcome back to the Coach Jay McCauley Show. So we'll begin the, the voyage of the last couple of weeks with a trip that's always a tough one, Jay, going up to Johnson City to play ETSU. For the second straight year, you face a first-time ETSU coach. And for the second straight year, you face an ETSU roster that's undergone a ton of turnover. From a game-planning standpoint, how tough was that on you guys? Yeah, we we were uh, we were obviously um, business as usual going up there, getting prepared. Uh, they always have you know new transfers and new talent, and it's about this time where I think they click right. They need the non-conference, like most teams, but even more so their roster to uh, to figure some things out. And uh, it's a great college basketball environment up there. You know that it's one of the best in our conference. So our guys were looking forward to playing in that environment and. Uh, you know, it was a chance for us to recapture some things. We looked like a team that was desperate for a win and uh, got back on track, I thought, in the second half in a really, really, really special way. It turned out to be an 11-point win, and, and it's kind of begun the voyage of B.J. Mack. Um, he scored 80 points in the last four games that you guys have have competed in and obviously um later on at UNCG the game after this one you end up losing Sam Godwin how much have you ridden BJ inside on both ends of the floor yeah we've had to and uh he's a special player special young man 
you know, you guys have heard the story time and time again, the, the recommitment that he made. You know, again, he did not have the same process when he got to Wofford due to last year. So having that time over the summer uh, to connect with his teammates and to show his teammates how much he was invested was was number one, very important. And number two, it allowed him to be who he's supposed to be. You know, it kind of clicked for him, potential, intelligence and his skill set. I think you're seeing that that all skyrocket at the moment and we're having to ride him. Uh, listen, nobody feels sorry for us that Messiah's out, that Sam's out, that other guys are nicked up. And we don't talk about that in our locker room. We just kind of say, hey, this is what we're going to do, and we need everybody doing their job at a high level. And, you know, he's one of the front runners in leading that. So very proud of him and the effort he's put in. Well, BJ has 22 in Johnson City. Uh, Max Klesman adds 12. Isaiah Bigelow adds 12. We're starting to see a pattern now, a good pattern, uh, of that balance and that's something that everybody loves to see and then of course next game on the on the schedule at uncg kind of the same formula of course a coach you know all too well <laughs> from your days in georgia in uh in coach jones and and then you get off to such a great start and you it's kind of an ugly game it's kind of a slog uh they hit a three right before the buzzer yeah. at halftime which i know sends you into the locker room not quite with the feeling that you're that you have, but you still have a double digit lead. And then man, things happen in college basketball. That's the first time that I can remember in some time, and maybe in your coaching tenure, that things just got away in, in the second half. Yeah, I thought that three they hit at the end of the first half kind of knocked us on our heels, a little gut punch right there. And then you look up the scoreboard, you're up 10. You're like, all right, boy, I mean, we're on the road, we're up 10 double digits. There's certainly some things we're doing that are uncharacteristic, but we're in good shape here. And if we can clean up these few things and share the ball, you know, we'll be in, we'll be in good shape. And for whatever reason, I thought some outside adversity and some, you know, influences like we talked about really punctured the minds of our young players. And, you know, we just didn't, we didn't handle things the way we normally do. And a lot of credit goes to Greensboro for that they they sensed that right Jim and they they kind of ramped up the pressure they ramped up the commitment to the things that were seemingly bothering us and for whatever reason we were just again trying to hit home runs on every play instead of just being us and that's been something that's just creeped into our deal when we're in live action and guys can't recenter themselves that way quickly. And that's still something we're learning and, and dealing with, with a couple of young lineups, different lineups, but uh, you know, it just didn't go our way. You're going to go through a season, Jim, and you're going to win some games. You're not supposed to, and you're going to lose some games. You're not supposed to win. Uh, and it's just part of the deal. And it's how quickly we could get back on that bus and Hey man, that's not us. And look each other in the eye and say, that's not me. And I think that humility showed in the next few contests. Yeah, you, you love to learn those lessons when you pull out a win. It didn't happen at Greensboro, four-point loss. But then, as you said, time to reset and, again, time to face some more obstacles. How would the Terriers respond with Sanford coming to town? We'll check that out next here on the Jay McCauley Show. Welcome back to the Coach Jay McCauley Show. I'm Jim Noble. So, of course, with the sting of the Greensboro loss kind of reverberating with everybody within the Terrier program, Sanford came to town. Now, Jay, we thought the only shorthanded factor would be 
the loss of, of Sam Godwin, who suffered an ankle injury against Greensboro and wasn't available uh, for Samford. But then we get a call that our fearless leader, Coach Jay McCauley, is going to make that game, the Samford game. So what did you have to do in terms of the, the health and wellness protocols that you were involved in, getting your staff ready, getting your players ready to face a Bulldog team, and you're not there on the sideline? Yeah, if, if we can go back, it's interesting. Like, we had a day kind of just to recenter ourselves on Tuesday after the Monday loss. And I thought at ETSU was the first time we had Max and Isaiah together. Played fairly well, great momentum into Monday. Then the league throws the Monday game on us, and we don't play well. So we kind of, hey, look, there's two illustrations of us playing well and playing together and not. And so we get into the film room on Tuesday, and I'm not feeling – too hot and I end up just uh, kind of keeping things light. The players don't meet a whole lot. We got, we got to be smart about Wednesday. And then later on that night, I, I started developing a fever after having some coughing the last couple of days before that. And uh, thankfully we had our game plan already in and that was already communicated with scout team and all that stuff and film. So uh, that next morning I made the call, you know, we didn't miss a beat. I think it shows a lot about our staff, um, how, how great they are, how composed they are, and how much respect the players have for our whole organization. So I, I knew they wouldn't miss a, miss a thing. Shoot, they probably didn't miss me at all. So, <laughs> uh, it was just really neat to watch them play from a different angle. I don't ever get a chance to do that much. Probably won't ever get a chance to do that again. Uh, hopefully that's the case but was really proud of their efforts, staff, players, everybody. Well, we were joking. You got to watch it uh, on TV, um, probably in your jammies, and uh, got, got to watch Tom Henson and, and, and the magic that is a Wofford TV broadcast. But also, um, Dwight Perry. Um, I will say this. He, he aced the pregame interview. He got through that one. We were a little worried about Dwight, you know, the first game <laughs> in the big chair. How do things change on the sideline without a head coach? Are there responsibilities like keeping track of player substitutions, keeping track of timeouts? Is there a trickle-down effect? Does everybody's job change a little bit? Yeah, of course. I think, you know, they kept telling me it was so weird, uh, you know, in a lot of ways. But, you know, the thing I told them to keep – focused on was just being themselves and doing their job and everyone had a little bit more on their plate that they divvied up but it's kind of like what we do with our players every day everything we do is competitive so I'm always putting our players and our staff in those environments for the worst case scenario and you know each coach every day has a team that he is in charge of so it's not like Dwight, Will, or Paul haven't been in that situation. Obviously, that's a different stage, but they, they were ready for that moment. You could see it. You could see the confidence in our players and the staff and, you know, the smiles on their face. So it was, uh, it was really neat to watch them play. And, you know, I got to admit, I got to appreciate uh, you two guys for giving my wife a shout out. That made her night, made my family's night. Good stuff. Well, look, it was good stuff on the floor, man. It was a great win. Uh, Terriers take it 87-64. This one was never in doubt, but there were some numbers that were just astounding and numbers that are probably music to a coach's ear. Yep. Four turnovers in a game, especially coming off the, the 19 in Greensboro. That message got through. Whenever that message started, it got through. Eight players scored five points or more. BJ was BJ. Max was Max. And everything was just clicking against Sanford. 
Yeah, it started on the bus ride home from Greensboro. I mean, it was so clear the feeling of, man, we just let that just get away. That was not how we do things. That's not how we deal with different stuff that doesn't go our way. And, you know, the players had their own meeting and they're just like, listen, we can't keep doing this. It's such a clear example of what we do right and what we don't do right. And we got to change. I've got to change. It's kind of that mentality, getting into a room and getting uncomfortable of admitting some things. And I thought that showed. And once you can admit some things and show humility, you know, that's when the trust takes off and the character of our young men take off. And uh, obviously Coach Perry and the staff had a great, great uh, tone to them on the sideline too that I thought the guys fed off of. And all around it just uh, it clicked. And I was glad to see that from my bedroom. And, and, and lastly on that game, before we take a break, uh, without Godwin, obviously you, you lean on B.J. Mack, you lean on Isaiah Bigelow inside, everybody, Morgan Safford's doing a lot of rebounding out. Dave Applegren, the secret weapon off the bench. We knew we'd probably see him at some point with Godwin out. We didn't know we'd see him play meaningful minutes in the first half, and we didn't know the reaction of the entire team when Big Dave went out there and, and did his thing and did it well. Dave is an incredible young man. Uh, we knew that when we signed him. He has had a terrible time with injuries, just bad luck getting healthy, then you got to get caught, then another injury happens, and he's never been able to get into a groove. Well, the last month and a half, his body's been feeling great. He's playing like a, and practicing like a desperate senior, and he's well-known around campus. You can't miss him, right, walking around campus. He gets straight A's and everything. He's a, he's a Wofford, Wofford all-star, and uh, the players love him. He's an awesome teammate. He's always wanting to do the right thing and what we're echoing. And so when a guy gets on the floor like that and is put in the work and is a senior and he sees success, I think you could see not only our program celebrated that, but the whole Wofford arena. And that helped us. I mean, that was a huge shot in the arm, the energy in that place. And we'll certainly need that here in the next two home games. So a lot of good feelings uh, as the Terriers get ready to head up the mountain to go to Cullowee. They didn't change the locks. Jay was allowed back into the building. Let's make sure everybody, you know, superstition, you never know what's going to happen with these guys. So we'll look at the game against Western Carolina and then ahead to the big two big home games coming up this week as the Jay McCauley Show continues. And welcome back to the Coach Jay McCauley Show brought to you by RJ Rockers. So final task. Coming up of this five-game and 11-day stretch, Western Carolina over the weekend. Another new coach, Justin Gray there. I mean, you, you yeah, I don't think you played against the coach you faced last year, except for the Sanford game in, in about three weeks. So a yeah. new coach, a new cast of characters. Um, but I'm getting the sense, Jay, is, is, is you came off the Sanford game that it was more about Wofford and executing Wofford basketball. Sure, you scout the opponent, but it's more about doing the things you do and, and do them well. Yeah. I mean, we played, what, five games in 11 days. You can get into a routine and lose sight of who you are and get into the hustle, hustle and bustle every day of, you know, the league play and how good it is. And clearly after Monday, we reverted back to a few things at Greensboro. So, I thought Sanford was a nice foundation to get back to that. And I was really excited to, to not only rejoin the team up in Colowee, but to, there's just a sense of confidence and energy in our program that I thought carried over. 
And uh, certainly what was shown in some statistical categories up in Western, and that's not an easy place to play. Can't tell you how many coaches called me after that. I mean, Chattanooga just lost by 11 mm-hmm. up there two days prior, three days prior. And uh, it just isn't easy. It's always traditionally been a hard place to play. And our guys really stepped up for each other. And I was really proud of that. Yeah, they're, they've got good feelings after upsetting the number one team in the league, Chattanooga. And then you guys come out and all of a sudden it's 17 to three. Yep. And yeah, they, they, they kind of whittled that way. They got low double digits once, maybe twice, but it never got to that four or five point thing. You guys kept that cushion every time they would come down and get it to eight or nine. You guys would hit a three on the other end. And half the time, those threes were coming from a guy named Luke Turner. You talk about a coming out party. In fact, his minutes had started to dwindle a little bit. I think he got his first did not play at, at Greensboro. Corey Tripp's gotten a lot more minutes, and then we thought maybe that kind of came out of Luke's allotment. But, boy, Jay, when he came in, he came with energy. He came in shooting the basketball, and what a lift off the bench with 20 points and 10 rebounds. Yeah, to your point, 17-3, to uh, here's some adversity for you. Three of our players were two fouls, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, well, I mean, what? how how are we going to deal with this? I mean, do they not know our – our situation. Do you, do you uh, look down the bench and say, all right, yeah. who's next? So we had that. And then uh, obviously some other things going, but uh, that forced us to, you know, throw some new lineups in. And I'm telling you, Luke has been practicing that way this past week. It's kind of like David Applegren. You can tell when a guy's on his toes, focused and ready. It's just a gut feeling coaches have and the locker room has. And, we certainly needed him when we had a couple guys in foul trouble early, and he kind of carried us throughout that period of time and, and helped us sustain the lead that we needed moving forward. He told us after the game that the light kind of came on for him a, a day yeah. or a game or two before that, that everything started to slow down. Do you see that from freshmen sometimes at this time of the year or some time of year where all of a sudden we get past New Year's and it's like, Maybe I'm not so much of a freshman anymore. Maybe I'm more like a freshman and a half, and they start to get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mentality thing. Uh, Listen, kids are dealing with not playing like they're normally used to playing for the first time ever. Oh, yeah, and they're moving across country. You know, it's it's difficult for some guys to digest and process. Normally, as a coach, you see freshmen, all freshmen across the country struggle. But you see that light flicker on and off a lot in the non-conference and, you know, I think for, for Luke, it really came on in a big way uh, this past week. And, you know, he just keeps echoing, Coach, I love this feeling. I'm not going back. I know what you guys are saying now. You know, it's taken me a little while, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here for you guys. And that mentality, that team first mentality, and to hear that confidence coming out of that young man's mouth, if he does keep that mentality, it's going to help the Terriers, and he's going to have a bright future for us. All right, so the first two-game win streak since early December gives us foundation to move into the home games coming up next week. We'll talk about that next here on the Jay McCauley Show. And welcome back to the Coach Jay McCauley Show. The nice thing is, despite the weather in the upstate of South Carolina, Wofford doesn't have to hit the road this week. Two big home games, the Citadel, Wednesday, Furman on Saturday. Jay, hopefully with the students back in town, full houses, energy talk about the task that you've got coming up with both of those teams 
Yeah, uh, Citadel is going to be very similar to Sanford and Western's pace, which I guess is good that we've had those guys back-to-back. A lot of quick transition, lots of threes, the ability to rebound in different ways because of how they shoot the ball from deep so much. But they're going to have another pace to them, right, and a couple experienced seniors and grad transfers that have been around the block a little bit. Furman's more of – you know, similar to us, style of play, system oriented. And, uh, you know, obviously we know each other really well, and that's a rivalry game. So a chance, I think, uh, to see the arena like it is in your backdrop with snow all the way around, that people could come out safely, especially the students on campus. We're going to need that arena just absolutely going nuts, like it was versus Stanford. That helped us. That's going to help us moving forward for sure. What are you talking about? I drove all the way down to Jerry Richardson Indoor Stadium with the nice snow tires and everything. I'm kidding. We're like, we can't fool anybody. Everybody knows Zoom by now. So uh, good point. Um, finally, as we look at the conference, you know, we always say, oh, the conference is wide, as wide open as I've ever seen it. And Chattanooga in the non-conference and maybe even the early part of the conference schedule look like they may be on a little bit different tier than everybody. Of course, they lose to Western and it just illustrates our point. On any given night, Anybody in this conference can beat anybody. Yeah, you got to be ready. You got to be prepared, and you got to you got to have a callous, thick skin uh, in this deal. And your guys can't be fragile and allow one loss or one possession to affect another. This thing's coming at you full speed, isn't it, Jim? And uh, you got to be ready for those things. And nobody wants to hear about uh, this guy's out for COVID or this guy's out. In, I mean, they're, everybody's dealing with that. And it's the team again, like we said last year, that can problem solve and be most committed to the simple things that is going to come out on top. And I thought we did that last week. Now it's flush it new week ahead of us. And we can either recommit to that again or uh, try a new way out. And uh, I'm hoping that we, uh, we obviously make the right choice. All right, we'll let you break out the snow shovel, get ready to go to work. Can't wait to see these two home games. They're going to be fantastic. So appreciate your time as always. We'll see you down the road. Thanks, Jim. Always a pleasure. All right. For Jay McCauley, I'm Jim Noble. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. Make sure you get out to Jerry Richardson Indoor Stadium Wednesday, the Citadel, Saturday, those Furman Paladins coming to town. And we will see you next time here on the Coach Jay McCauley Show.